Hello, and welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. Wellness Wednesday is sponsored by 3W Medical for Women, a nonprofit medical clinic offering free of charge or low-cost reproductive health services to women in the Seattle area, regardless of income or insurance status. 3W does not profit off of the reproductive health choices women make. The information shared in this podcast is the opinion of the speaker or speakers. Medical information is not intended as individual medical consultation, but for general education only. Always consult your own health professional for personalized advice regarding medical decisions. And if you're in the Seattle area, consider making an appointment to consult with us. I'm Alejandra, content marketing specialist at 3W Medical for Women and the host of today's podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode with Wellness Wednesday here with 3W. I'm here again with Dr. Susan Rutherford. Hello, Dr. Susan. (laughs) Hello, Um, Alejandra. (laughs) Yes, yes. For those who don't know me, my name is Alejandra. I am the stand-in host for Helen while she continues to be on her maternity leave with her little baby boy, Max. So we're super happy she's enjoying this stage, and I'm super happy to get to step in for her. So I just love how you say your name. I cannot reproduce it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because I find myself saying it and not even really thinking like, oh, it it sounds a little different, you know? So very pretty. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Well, today, Dr. Susan and I are here because we're going to be talking about National Women's Health Week, which happens to fall May 9th through the 15th. And we're in a new month, everybody, believe it or not. (laughs) Oh, boy. And isn't May 9th Mother's Day? You are certainly right. What an appropriate choice (laughs) for the week. (laughs) Yes, very, very true. So, yes, we just thought we would share some fun points and uh, insights on this week, why it's observed, and being a women's health uh, clinic, clinic here yeah. in Seattle, we thought, hey, we got to talk about this. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you yeah. know? Well, this is a reminder each year to women to take care of themselves and to make their health a priority. Mm-hmm. Very, very true. So as we talk about some of these things, what would you say are maybe the key points of, key points. of national? Well, the short list is do your preventive screenings, including a well woman visit. Get active. Eat healthy. Pay attention to your mental health, including getting enough sleep and managing stress. Learn about depression in women. And avoid unhealthy behaviors such as smoking, texting while driving, and do healthy behaviors like wearing your seatbelt and using a bicycle <laughs> helmet. Simple things, right? Yeah. I also recommend if you bicycle at night that you use lots of lights. Oh, hey, hey, Light and you're like an Christmas expert tree. at it. <laughs> For those who don't know, Dr. Rutherford is an amazing bi- bicyclist. She often bicycles here. Um, well, I love it. That's I'm not such a great cyclist, but I, but I do enjoy it. She enjoys it, yes. And if you guys haven't checked out on Facebook, I think it was last November, we posted a little post about her and her often biking into the clinic so keep an eye on that we might just do another post but she's super active but yes (laughs) oh boy yeah well in fact in fact talking about getting active um 
they've even, if you go to the CDC website, uh, you've by now figured out that the cdc.gov is one of my favorite websites. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but anyway, they even talk about what kinds of activity to do. They talk about how people that might have less access to places. I mean, I'm very fortunate we have that wonderful bike trail over the 520 bridge. Oh, yes. You know, and and um, most of the drivers that on the streets are decent, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so I'm really pretty lucky living in this area. But there are some people that live where that's, this isn't very easy. And people in wheelchairs or people, you know, with various difficulties need accessible exercise. And so they even talk about that on the CDC website. Really, so that everybody somehow should get some think about physical being exercise. Active. Get some exercise. Yeah, yes. and it doesn't have to be exercise. Um, the main reason to exercise when you're pregnant, in fact, is to have fun. Is <laughs> that right? Yeah, you don't need to do aerobic exercise when you're pregnant. By the way, wow, because because you're aerobically so fit just by virtue of being pregnant. But you do need to do it for your own mental health, right? And that's that's the best reason. So. Let's see. What do you want to know more about? All these yes. different items? Yes, okay. yes, please. Share with okay. us. So uh, let's talk about eat healthy. We, I just learned that um, the COVID vaccine, not the COVID vaccine, the COVID virus and other viruses, and it, it was like a big aha moment when I read about this, that they like to eat sugar. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I thought, uh-huh. So if you do actually more towards a keto, ketogenic diet, um, it doesn't have to be severe restriction of carbohydrates, but, you know, have some periods when you're not eating. This right. intermittent fasting, so-called, is I a possibility. Yeah. Yes. And, um, and, of course, just watching your carbs. That actually viruses, because they're desperately looking for sugar, they won't find as much Oh man! So maybe like that's that. more motivation, everybody. Yes, <laughs> and and the the the, the uh, comorbidities for the for the you know COVID virus, the coronavirus, you know the our diabetes, being overweight, hypertension, et cetera, all those things that go with eating too much sugar. Wow. Yeah. So, so that's a nice little goal that we can yeah, have, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to focus on vegetables myself, but I'm not vegetarian. I throw in some protein, you know, chicken or shrimp or something, but. Yeah. Anyway, another really important thing, especially during this last year, it's the mental health issue has just gotten to be such a prominent, challenging. That's very true. Situation. It's been very present. Yeah, and and um, partly because of our social isolation, you know. In fact, I just finished a suicide prevention module for continuing medical education that was actually required to get my license again this year. Wow. And uh, it was done by the University of Washington. And one of the things they emphasize is that people that begin to have suicidal thoughts, part of their plan for how to deal with that, that they work out, say, with their healthcare provider, would be to, to come up with ways to connect with people. People you phone, go to the neighborhood coffee shop, get out. And so it's the, having just done that whole educational program, I realized, man, that just really emphasizes how hard this lockdown, social isolation problem has been and why people are struggling so much. True. You know, and it's, it says something too, for like the, the abilities that we have technology wise, Yes, you know, with 
calling a family friend or and the zooming zooming facetime you know all those things that just to build those connections because like you're saying it's it's an avoid that we have just because of the virus and how it's affected families and individuals in their day-to-day lives yes really really very good to challenging yep um, getting enough sleep, that's always a challenge. Oh it's my so gosh. Easy to you know, I've wondered burn about that that oil. <laughs> <laughs> and for for young adults too, and maybe even teenagers, when you think, Oh, I have so much energy and adrenaline, I don't need to get that much sleep, but it's that's they, not correct, right? That's correct. It's you I mean, need at least eight, seven, eight hours. There of sleep. are there are some people that that function well on much less sleep, you know, like five hours or something. But mm. I never could. <laughs> no, me neither. Oh man, <laughs> I know it affects me when I don't get enough sleep. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's a good one. Um, of course, smoking. Fortunately, there are more people have gotten that message, and few fewer are smoking. But sometimes they're turning to alternatives to smoking that really aren't healthy. Marijuana is the one that comes to mind for me. Oh, right. Especially when you're pregnant, don't do it. Right. You don't want to hurt it your baby's brain. Effects, yeah. But yeah. it hurts your brain too. And yeah. Anyway. So um, the texting while driving. I didn't think of that, about that one. Yeah. Well, How does, yeah. <laughs> tell us I'm sure we've all broken that rule <laughs> yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some cars now, the really the new cars with all the technology, some of them talk to you. True. Yes. So you can do it with your hands on the wheel. Right. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I mentioned the, the bicycle helmet and the lights, yes. <laughs> the seatbelt, the seatbelt. Seatbelt. Again, new cars, they won't let you, you, you know, the, the even the older cars that had warnings beeping at you, they only beeped for a little while and then they quit. You know, but yeah. the newer cars, they won't stop beeping. <laughs> they want your safety. <laughs> yes. Yes. So those are good things. So let's talk about um, oh, managing stress. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's really hard to address. Everybody's in such a different situation. It's true. Yeah. It's so true. But they say I manage think, stress, but I really, you know. It is a big umbrella, I yeah. think, of uh, trying to nail down. But I guess maybe thinking like for all of those that are listening, what is your, what, what is your, your environment? Stressors? Yeah. What are your stressors? Well, you know, how do you respond? What maybe? I just learned, for instance, from the suicide course is, so when you have the thoughts of suicide, what's triggered it? Can you, where are you? What are you doing when that thought comes to you? So the same thing when you're getting, when you feel like you're getting really stressed, think about, well, what am I doing? What was I just doing? And what and of course some of us can identify certain conversations with certain people, <laughs> you know, things like that. But but you might that's probably something to pay attention to. Okay. That is if a good that point. really causes stress for me, how am I going to either avoid that situation or how am I going to deflect it and turn something into more productive, more less stressful mm-hmm. um, activity or action? Mm-hmm. You know? It, it kind of just hanging me- up on somebody. <laughs> slamming the phone down. I'm not sure that oh, reduces no. stress. I think yeah. saying, you know, it's been nice to talk to you, but I really have to go now. And right. then gently hanging it up. That yeah. might work. But yeah. somehow if you do something in anger, mm-hmm. you, suffer, you suffer as much stress or more stress than the person you're angry at. Sure. It reminds me um, of a previous podcast we had on personal self-care. Uh-huh. Right. Which kind of yes. falls into that. Yes. too. It's like, so if you have stressors, like recognizing those stressors and then seeing what are the things that you can do to take care of yourself, you yes. know, because often we're on the go all the time. 
Yes. Of course, I think COVID has kind of helped us slow down a little bit because yes. we can't do as much. But thinking to like, what are things that I could do to help me have that self-care, which falls into, you know, your health and your wellness, you yes. know, all those things contribute. If yes. we kind of put aside our self-care of like, you know what, I'm going to paint my nails today, or yep. I'm going to take a bubble bath, or I'm going to go for a nice stroll in the park, yes. you know, something like that, that really yes. does contribute. I'm yeah. sure. Right, Outdoors to... is huge. I think for everybody, nature yes. is huge. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think there's anybody that reacts negatively to nature. To nature. And yeah. the fact that we live here in Seattle. Oh, we're so like, fortunate. There's so many beautiful sites that you can go yep. hiking yep. or even the beaches just mm-hmm. just to go enjoy yeah I mean, we're we've very been fortunate beautiful weather lately too yeah oh, <laughs> which boy. is a big plus well let's well, talk since we're a clinic a medical clinic uh-huh. let's yes, talk please. about the medical piece now yes. which is the preventive screenings and that sort of thing and it's called well woman care and there's a United States Preventive Services Initiative or Preventive Services Task Force, and they've come up with a, a chart specifically about a well woman care. Oh, gotcha. And I think we're going to link it to the podcast, yes, right? We will. Okay, so we'll get that chart, but it's on the Women's Preventive Services Initiative. If you're going to just not wait for that and go Google mm-hmm. yourself, mm-hmm. Um, look for it. But they have this huge chart, it's broken down. By uh, ages, 13 to 17, 18 to 21, 22 to 39, 40 to 49. Actually, I I think they should have interrupted by 30 because at 30 we changed the pap smear uh, lab orders. But anyway. Right. Uh, <laughs> but still, the, this is what they did. And the general health, I mean, that's the biggest category they list. They talk about alcohol screening, Aspirin, maybe to prevent cardiovascular disease. Although I don't know if that's still, I'm going to have to talk to a primary care doctor about what the latest is on that. But blood pressure screening, depression screening, diabetes screening, folic acid supplementation, if you're thinking of getting pregnant, healthful diet, lipid screening, obesity screening, osteoporosis screening, prevention of falls. Of course, that's mainly for the older age group. Mm -hmm. Substance use, um, that sort of thing, urinary incontinence screening, all of those are, under, are are included. And then infectious diseases. Of course, we do a lot of testing for sexually transmitted infections here. Right. And they've got that whole list down there. They list immunizations. I realize people have different opinions. Again, I might go in and say, you know, I don't need this piece or that piece. So, you know, people... But this is something women should be in charge of. The patient should be in charge of these right, things. Right. And then cancer screenings. Of course. Uh, breast cancer, that can be mammograms, cervical cancer screening, that's what we've always called the pap smear. But now you also test for the virus that causes cervical cancer, the human papillomavirus. And lung cancer screening, you need to be on certain medications, skin cancer. Of course, we don't have too much of that, right? (laughs) Because we don't have enough sun. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of dermatologists say we should wear sunscreen every day. Um, I don't know. We need some vitamin D too. Yes, but you could take vitamin D, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, for those that are what I do. (laughs) Yep. Those that are um, concerned about getting burned, you know, put your sunscreen on. But yes, yes, and take your vitamin D and take your vitamin D. Exactly. Yes, we live in cloudy Seattle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, so that's this this huge chart. Uh, and of course, what you can get here is we can order the testing. 
some of the testing will draw here. The blood draws will do here and send out for some of the tests, at least for the sexually transmitted infection. Some of the lipid screening and everything, we'd send you to a, um, to a lab for that. And um, we'll, we can do the cervical cancer screening, the pap smears here as part of the wellbone exam. The <laughs> breast screening, we'll do the physical exams as you need it. Even that's being questioned, actually, by the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. But Is that right? I, yes. I, I just... It just doesn't make sense to me. Hmm. But uh, anyway, I think we did another po- podcast on breast cancer. Yes. But um, but we can do all of that here. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's um, of interest is that there's a real effort to make sure that people that have maybe had historically less access to these or maybe not access but have taken advantage of some of these services less, mm-hmm. are um, that there's outreach to them. Immigrants... Mm-hmm. Um, certain uh, minorities, mm-hmm. um, the sexual minorities included, you know, lower income maybe. Um, you know, w- one thing that's good about us is that you don't have to have any insurance. Right. We do like to know if you're insured because we like to know who we're serving. Right, right. But, um, but you don't need insurance to come here. Just an ID? Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We do ask you to cover the labs that we generate and because we have to pay an outside lab to do those. Mm-hmm. But they're pretty inexpensive. A pap smear is $18.50, you know? So, you can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we do have really reasonable costs mm-hmm. for that. But in, in, in terms of addressing fears, we've had quite a few um, young women come in who've never had a pelvic exam. Because... We want to address the gaps. One of the gaps is that there's very little time in so many medical appointments these days. Right. And so if you come in here uh, and you're going to have a pelvic exam, you want to have a pelvic exam, we'll show you uh, the instruments that are used, the speculum, for example, explain everything. Mm-hmm. You can use a mirror to watch. In fact, I just brought a device, bought a device that we can actually look at the cervix and show it to the patient. Yeah, so I'm, I haven't. I've only used it once so far, but I'm looking forward to doing more of that, so that yes. patients can actually see their cervix, see what it looks like. That's it's, something it's you basically don't... a little. Yeah, <laughs> get to see every day. Need I say it's the same thing they use to inspect drains and air ducts? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think but it works you, great. <laughs> you explain it so well, and you know, you you help make the patients comfortable. Yeah, you know, the more that they know what's going on, the easier it is. Yeah, and nothing is done that isn't with the patient's assent and cooperation Mm -hmm. um, and buy-in for that. You know, if something, I've, I've, number of times I've interrupted the exam and said, you know, I don't feel like I can really proceed and do this comfortably for you. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about how to make it comfortable. And at a future date, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, there are some people that, yeah, they're very worried about the pain and everything. Right. You know, if you're really worried about well woman exam, you don't even have to have an exam. Just come in and talk to us. Right. Because sometimes just getting educated about your health mm-hmm. can do as much about as as an exam. I can explain about how you feel your breasts, for example. Right. I can explain about what symptoms you might get that you should definitely go get a medical appointment for. Right. You know, and we can talk about that, explain the whole exam, and that way, you know, you can get some idea and ponder it, maybe uh, look some resources up or we'll give you some resources, and then you can, um, you know, if you decide we want an exam, you're welcome to come here Mm -hmm. or, you know, go to your regular doctor where you would go otherwise. 
Yes. No, I, I think it's great, Dr. Rutherford, how you encourage that as well, because I think it's so necessary. You don't get those consults. Yeah. Um, well, and if and if we usually. if we run out of time to talk about things mm-hmm. and you decide you do want the exam, we'll just say, well, just, let's just set up another time to do the exam because we want to make sure that there's enough time that it, you're not rushed right. when that happens. And it's key. Because, yeah, because we don't bill insurance. You can come back, you know, the next week mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. there's no there's no difference in how there's much no it limit. costs you. There's no limit. That's right. Well, we do want a lot of women to get. <laughs> true, true. We don't want just two people taking right. up all the slots. But <laughs> right, right. But, but to say like, yeah, it's it's accessible. It's very right. accessible. Yeah. Right. So that's so great. Well, do you have any? Can w- women actually participate? In this oh, in day this, this event, or in this week, this event, yeah, yes. this now that you've yeah, given they... us all this awesome information, on, yeah, yeah, you know, so good points. The, there's a, something called the uh, nationally called the Office on Women's Health. Okay, they suggest that you get active in their social media campaign, <laughs> <laughs> so you can use their social media and their promotional tools. And there's a link to that on I think this I got this from the CDC website and and looked up Women's Health Week, and then it linked me to something else. And so, or you can look up Office on Women's Health. We'll try and put this link on the on the podcast thing. But anyway, you go there, and you can share what steps you're taking and read what other people are saying. That's great. Um, they have hashtags for social medias, media uh, messages. They say, hey, organize an event in your community. So you could get, you know, all your friends in the neighborhood, hey, let's go for a walk outside because it's still COVID. <laughs> when it's not raining. <laughs> How <Right>. about Thursday? <laughs> you know, at yes. 10 o'clock. How about if we go for a walk? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, it's that's good you mentioned that. Just having that buddy system, you yes. know, with other people that you could do if yes. it is going for a walk. Yeah. Um, and then tell other people what you're doing. Because when you read other people's stories, a lot of times you feel like, well, you know what? I guess I'm not alone. Right. I'm not the only one right. feeling this way. Yes. And, oh, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. So. And knowing like 3W is also here for, you know, all our women in the Seattle area to come and get their well women exams, right. you know. We get you started. Smears. Exactly. We get you started. The education is here. There are a lot the of excellent family docs and OBGYNs in this region too. Yes. So if you want hints on how to find them, um, then we're welcome to share that with you as well. Because our goal is to get people to be really good consumers of their healthcare. Exactly. And their own advocates. And right? their own advocates. Because Absolutely. the more you educate yourself on your woman's wellness, mm-hmm. everything, the, the more you're prepared to take yes. care of yourself. So I love this. Um, happy National Women's Week to all the women out there that are listening, that are going to listen to this podcast. And thank you so much, Dr. Rutherford, for thank you these fun points and exciting tips for our women listening. Thank you. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you so much and stay tuned for our next episode. For more information about 3W, please visit our website at 3wmedical.org. That's the number three, the letter W, medical.org. From there, you can learn more about the services we provide, book an appointment, or make a donation if you'd like to support our mission. You can also call our office at 206 588 0311. That's 206-588-0311. If you liked this episode, please share it with others 
and consider subscribing on your favorite podcast platform so you'll never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay healthy and be well.